Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 4, titled, Do Shapeshifters Dream of Electric Sheep? Sweet, sweet Philip K. Dick reference. Really, really love that. Uh, this, <laughs> this is an amazing episode. I absolutely adore everything about this thing. It's such a great deep dive into the shapeshifters. It's an excellent evolution of the alternate Olivia Dunham infiltration arc. It's just a really, really phenomenal, phenomenal episode. And I love everything about it. So, the hook of this episode is that... Senator Van Horn, you know that nice senator guy that shows up occasionally and is like, Hey, I'm a nice senator guy, do-do-do-do-do, I'm here now. Well, he gets into a car crash. Turns out he's a shapeshifter and has been for quite some time. And we find this out particularly when, after the car crash... Uh, they're trying to do surgery on him, and then Thomas Jerome Newton comes in and retrieves him and steals him away from the surgery room. And when he gets into a shootout with Broyles, he decides, you know what, screw this, screw this, shoots Van Horn in the eyeball, and then runs away, and then, you know, you have the mercury blood and all of that. So, yeah, now we have to f- deal with the fallout of a sitting senator... Being a shape, being a shapeshifter. I can't talk. We now have to deal with the fallout of a sitting senator being a goddamn shapeshifter. It is insane, and I love that premise just on its own. Uh, also worth noting, this is the first episode where we really see in great detail uh, Walter being the head of Massive Dynamic. Walter being the head honcho at Massive Dynamic. And I love this moment at the very, very beginning when Peter's talking to Nina Sharp and it's like, you cannot be okay with this at all. Like, there's so many reasons why Walter Bishop being the head of Massive Dynamic is a really, really bad thing. There's so many reasons why this is a terrible idea and this will not end well. And then Nina's like, William Bell trusted his intellect and I do as well. And then immediately Peter's fears are confirmed when he and Nina walk in on Walter, uh addressing his new employees, yelling about how the mind is God, tripping out of his mind, taking his pants off. (laughs) Walter spends so much of this episode high, and I love it. (laughs) It is the best. High Walter is best Walter. Uh, but we are examining Van Horn's body, or Shapeshifter Van Horn's body, and what's, uh, what's interesting is that, turns out, Walter, through all his bumbling, tripping, uh, brain, tripping balls, tripping his brains out, 
He managed to somehow reactivate Van Horn on a base level. Like, they're, like his fingers start moving, his eyeballs start going back and forth. Like, well, his remaining eyeball starts going back and forth. Like, Newton's not entirely killed him. This freaks alternate Olivia out because... Turns out Van Horn knows... Everything. Turns out Van Horn... Super high-level shapeshifter. Super high-level dude. In the shapeshifter hierarchy. He knows everything about the shapeshifter's plans. He knows everything about what they're doing. And he knows everything about Olivia being replaced. So, if they get the information out of Van Horn... Uh, alternate Olivia is screwed. So now we have, like, the actively, like, conspiring against uh, this autopsy. Con- it's conspiring against these attempts to resurrect Van Horn. And it's fantastic. I, I, I mentioned this before. I'll mention it again. I love, 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 love these dynamics of our protagonist is now suddenly the antagonist and now actively undermining the efforts of all of our supporting characters to actually do stuff like i love that inverse i love that switching up uh it's so fun to watch olivia dunham be like super bad like to just be the villain for once and it's amazing it's really 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 freaking amazing so they're attempting to resurrect him, attempting to resurrect him, attempting to resurrect him. Uh, eventually, they're able to realize that there is emotional connections being formed in these shapeshifters. Because uh, they're trying to map his neural pathways, and he doesn't respond at all to just random objects. But when a picture of his wife comes up, he responds to that straight away. Uh, turns out, if the shapeshifters fake emotional connections long enough, Real ones form. Turns out if a shapeshifter is in place long enough. And is able to. Is able to fully engross himself or herself or whatever. Into their cover. Then like a real emotional bond forms between them and the people that. That the person they're impersonating loved. Which is a really great concept. And really, really deepens, like, the lore of the shapeshifters. And I love that so much. Uh, And we even go so far as to bring in Van Horn's wife. And to have her just talk to him a bit. So they can hopefully recover some data. So they can hopefully recover some information. And that scene... Oh my god, that scene is incredible. Oh my god, that scene is absolutely fantastic. With Senator Van Horn's wife coming in and just being, like, clearly uncomfortable. Clearly uncomfortable with talking to the corpse of a man who impersonated her husband, who she didn't know was dead for a really, really long time. And she just, like... Starts talking, starts talking about, like, the kids and 
uh, how much she hates herself for not realizing he was dead and was being replaced by a shapeshifter and all that. Uh, and, like, neural pathways start to form. We start to see, like, there's uh, some activity happening at the base of the spine. And, like, at one point, Van Horn just fully springs to life and starts saying names and numbers and all that. And it was, like, information for their upcoming anniversary. Like, nothing of consequence. So... The prevailing theory is that pretty much whatever usable data there was, was corrupted. We have no idea. We're back at square one. We have no idea what to do. No idea where information is stored. Base of the spine is kind of puzzling Walter a bit. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. While this is happening, Thomas Jerome Newton is uh, sort of putting stuff in place to... Uh, get this guy out of there to get Van Horn out of there to get the body of Van Horn out of there uh to get the information whatever information they can use away from fringe division and he goes to this shapeshifter who is posed as this cop for like five years and it's like hey so uh you need to break into massive dynamic and to do that, you're going to have to shift into someone else. And when that happens, this family that you've been a part of for all these years, uh, you're not going to be a part of that anymore. Uh, you can't come back here. These emotional bonds you formed. Uh, screw you. You're done. And I love this little subplot. This subplot is so fantastic where you just see, like, clearly this shapeshifter has really become engaged in this life, has really become engaged in being a part of this family, genuinely loves uh, this dude he shifted into's wife, and genuinely loves his kid, and, like, wants to still be there, wants to maintain his life, uh, wants to maintain all of that, and Newton's like, hey, uh, so, uh, make everything clear, nothing uh, traces back to us at all. And, of course, we know he means... Kill the wife and kid. And he really, 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 really does not want to do that. For what should be obvious reasons. And so he actually tries to break into Massive Dynamic and steal uh, the information disk on the shapeshifter without shifting into someone else. Um, and I specifically love the moment where he goes into his son's room... And the son's like, there's a monster under the bed. And he does the typical good parent thing of checking under the bed. Like, nope, no monster under there. But then the dude gives this monologue of like, you know, sometimes monsters aren't scary at all. Sometimes they're really wonderful, loving people. And if you get to know them, like, who knows? Maybe they'll be your best friend. And it's just like, it's such a great monologue. <laughs> it's so good. It's such like a well-written, like, Phrasing exactly what this dude is thinking about himself. Like, bundled up in this innocent little good dad advice to a child. Comforting a child. And that, like, that last little exchange of, like, but you're my best friend. Yeah, that's right. Like, oh, that hurts. That cuts deep every single time. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That whole subplot is great. Uh, but anyway, this comes together. Uh, Walter, in the food court, starts talking about dinosaurs and is like, uh, you know, a stegosaurus as a second brain is 
oh my god, and then goes back to the lab. Oh, by the way, worth noting that Olivia Dunham actively jumped through hoops to clear everyone out of that lab before Shapeshifter Cop came in to steal the disc. Like, she got a text from Newton actively saying, like, get out, mission's going in 15 minutes. And then Walter actively defied that to go back because he had this thought of the shapeshifter has the shapeshifters have like a secondary information storage unit in the base of their spine. William Bell channeled his love of the Stegosaurus with the two brains, one in the head, one in the ass, and channeled that into making the shapeshifters. So, the ass brain, the disc in the base of the spine, is what stores, like, a lot of information. He gets into the elevator. Shapeshifter Cop also gets into the elevator. Walter goes up. There's, like, a solid five seconds where you're really, really terrified that this shapeshifter killed Walter and changed into him. But that gets assuaded immediately. Uh, This guy... Doesn't shift into anyone. Just brute forces his way in. Very sloppily. Bashes Walter's head into the wall. Uh, and takes the disc. And then, uh, when Peter and Olivia realize, oh crap, Walter's gone, something's wrong. And go into the elevator and they see the shapeshifter cop come out. And they see the mercury blood and identify him, like... Peter goes up to check on Walter, and then Olivia goes to hunt down the shapeshifter, quote-unquote, and then comes back and is like, I couldn't find him. Quote-unquote, couldn't find. And then this amazing moment happens when this dude goes back to his house, and Newton's like, hey, you didn't shift into anyone. By the way, I took care of your family. And the dude's like, why did you do that? And Newton's like, no, 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 I lied. That was a lie. But I just needed to see your reaction. Because I know now that your hesitation is you care too much about this family. So, uh, hey, asshole, this is what you do. And this dude's like pleading with him like, no, no, I didn't have to. I, I can just... I can still have this life. I still did the job. And Newton's like, no, no, no. This is a way station uh, to a new identity. That's a way station to another new identity. That's a way station to another new identity. This is what we do. You have no say in the matter. This is what we were made for. And then when this dude, like, just pushes back further, Newton just shoots him in the head. Puts him in the trunk of his car, and then Olivia and Peter show up, and we get this big car chase with Newton that's very good, that's very well done, that's very exhilarating. Uh, It ends with Newton crashing in spectacular fashion. Olivia goes to, quote-unquote, search the car, which really uh, consists of Olivia being like, hey, hey, where's the disc? And then, like, taking the disc out of Newton's pocket and hiding it and saying, like, nope, I can't find it. I can't find it. And then, like, Newton is arrested and taken into custody. He's in a prison, which Olivia then goes to and talks to him one last time, slips him this 
suicide ship. And then Newton gives this whole has this whole moment of being like, you know, you're gonna have a difficult time without me. You are really good at convincing yourself you don't care, but you do care. Your emotions get the best of you. Your emotions are, uh, your moral compass is gnawing at the back of your mind, and that will be your undoing. Like, sort of this last screw you of, like, you're gonna fail miserably, this isn't gonna work, whatever you're here to do, uh, it's gonna crash and burn because you care too much. And then Olivia leaves, and we get this great ending where Thomas Jerome Newton puts the chip in his, uh, mouth and... Kills himself as Olivia does some seduction of Peter and they do the sex. Uh, yeah, so. Continuing to worm her way into uh, the hearts and minds of the entire French division, mostly Peter. And Peter continuing to think with his dick. <laughs> Peter does a lot of thinking with his dick in the first third of this season. Uh it's uh it's something. It's something. Thomas Jerome Newton's dead. I feel like we just glossed over that. Thomas Jerome Newton, a major major villain, got killed off this episode via a suicide ship. And and it's a really great scene. It's a really great death. Uh I love that shot. Of Thomas Jerome Newton hitting the floor. That pool of mercury just spurting out of his head. He's got this smile on his face like, <laughs> I went out on my own terms. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. <laughs> Three name villains. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a great death. It's really, it, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal death scene. And I absolutely love it. That's actually two pretty sizable recurring characters that died. Uh, Thomas Jerome Newton... And Van Horn, who had shown up a couple times up to this point, um, was just like a little minor deal. So that's two sizable recurring characters, just super dead. This episode's got a body count, man. It really, really does. Anyway, uh, yeah, solid episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in, as well as simple as just push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 5. Talk to you then.